Hello and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel. On today's episode, I'm joined by Uni and Andreas as we dive into the astrology and tarot for October 2019. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. Okay, let's jump into this. Hey guys, so grateful to have you back by popular demand. So good to be back. Thank you for having me again. Excited to explore some of these topics with you. Let's do it. Part two. So maybe want to do a quick recap of September for anybody who didn't listen to that episode. The card that Uni pulled for September was the tower. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do think that that played out for a lot of people. There being kind of a burning down (laughs) of old beliefs and an opportunity to welcome in great and bountiful change and that kind of leans into where we're going this month. We were talking a lot about it being an expansive time. And I think the lesson that we were learning collectively is that expansion requires compassion and it requires courage. And let's talk about that transition too of what months look like. Usually going into a new month or any month at all, really, you know, you start off with this blend of one thing ending and another thing birthing itself. So leaving an earth sign and going into something more of an air sign, there's a nice blend of different energies that just help us transition. So that tower card being about change and bringing in the change for the harvest that set us up for a nice pass of the baton. Yeah, restructuring, I feel that totally even for the card that i had pulled for october it was a moon and i think even the moon is bringing all these deeper aspects that we need to be looking at and i feel like libra being the symbol of balance and harmony it also reminds us uh to come and check in with ourselves as we're going outwards into the world since it is a time of more like social energy yeah and with the seasons change because we had the equinox as well last month and there just being that opportunity for harvest i think we focus a lot on harvest during virgo season we did but it's also a time to plant seeds i saw a lot of people in my life you guys both planting some really powerful seeds i mean Mm -hmm. even this podcast is a seed definitely (laughs) so i'm excited to see where will it be in spring when we hit that equinox right on the other side and that's kind of the polarity right we're now in Libra season and what's on the opposite of that right that yeah. fire energy and those that connection there with the spring and the fall I think there's like a really strong bond with spring being newness initiation birth and then the fall being like a little bit of that feeling of melancholy but beauty and death because we know that with death comes a new birth and a new rebirth of its own so mm. that that harvest that we're now experiencing a lot of the good seeds that we had planted all throughout this year starting in the spring and now being able to enjoy the those rewards as we're getting ready to cozy in and nestle into this new fall autumn Mm. kind of a vibe there's a new beginning feeling to starting out this month of october as well because we ended last month on a new moon Mm -hmm. and we're also going to end october on a new moon so we kind of have this repeating cycle of endings being beginnings that lends itself to highlighting pluto which also talking about death and rebirth and Mm. letting go We're having some major Pluto action starting out at the beginning of the month. Pluto, yeah, going direct right on the 3rd. It's been in Capricorn. Pluto is a search for that higher octave of desire, knowing that we spend a good amount of time in that earthy energy of just contraction point in order to be able to expand at this point. And Pluto represents that expansion. Starting off the month like that is just a beautiful supportive energy to allow yourself to embrace playfulness that you're now ready to go out and explore while also seeking the harmony of what the month represents with Libra being that balanced position 
position that we want to achieve. Yeah. And with that last five months that we had Pluto being retrograde, I mean, that was during we had those eclipse season happening over the summer. We had that Mercury retrograde happening over the summer. There was a lot of internalizing of our truth and seeking internally. Where where do we want to go? Where do Mm -hmm. we want to be? Who do we want to be? And what does that look like in actuality? And now with Pluto direct, this is an opportunity for your deepest desires to surface and you to start speaking out what you want to do. And an example that comes to mind is, let's say that you have a job that you're working that isn't really aligned with your soul's purpose, your core desires and where you want to be in life. With Pluto going direct on the third, supported by Mars moving into Libra and Mercury moving into Scorpio, it's a powerful day for you to maybe consider what change looks like. Maybe it's not the day you quit your job, (laughs) (laughs) but it could be a day that that thought creeps into your mind. Or maybe just resurfacing because maybe that thought has been there for a while and maybe you've been Mm -hmm. holding on to something in that midst of just keeping that comfort or thinking that, you know what, it's not time yet. Let me just stay with the schedule. Let me stay with this. But, you know, that breaking out of it right in the beginning of that month is just like, you know what, maybe you should reconsider that thought. Actually, maybe you should uh, revisit that idea that you've been sitting on for a while because now the energy supporting you are slightly different. Mm, that totally ties to the cards that I had pulled for the month as well because the four of pentacles being that holding on to what's already in place and the seven of rods being standing at that vantage point to examine whether it's the perfect time for you to make an action like taking a move that's more in alignment with these deeper aspects of yourself that are starting to surface and what better time to do it than now just surveying the energy that's around you and what's going on. So the three cards that you pulled are the four of pentacles, the seven of rods or wands, and the moon. Yeah. What do you feel is the bridge between the three of those cards? I feel that when we're looking at the four of pentacles, I think of that sign as, yeah, like the stability, holding on to what you have, but also having this like material wealth in terms of having something you can hold on to physically and maybe not necessarily having the knowledge to know how to apply that using the spiritual aspect that like emotional knowledge this like deeper knowledge that's beyond the realm of the physical and i think the moon kind of points us in that direction showing us that maybe we don't have all the information available to us right now in order to make a decision that's going to upset the structure that we have set in place the seven of rods i feel is also that energy but knowing that you have the higher ground that you're looking down at the battlefield and you're assessing the situation and feeling the fear but going and doing it anyways as you become more aware of the fact that you may be lacking some of that information it gives you some power because it keeps you from acting and it lets you assess the situation before going out into battle and like taking it on and as you had mentioned earlier this is a season to look at it and decide whether you're going to take action because there's energy there that's going to help support that shift i love that so much these are such powerful cards so also at the beginning of the month We have a powerful weekend that first weekend in October. We're going to have on Saturday, the 5th, the moon is going to conjunct Saturn, which means that they're kind of working together, right, as partners. The moon is your emotional nature and how you feel about things and, and how you experience things on the inside. And Saturn is limitations, karma, time. When they're conjunct like that, it really is an opportunity to put in some hard work. So if you had kind of an aha moment on the third about, okay, Pluto's direct, 
I don't know if I like this job or, hey, I don't know if this, you know, I've been dating you for a couple of months. I don't know if it's working out <laughs> or, you know, maybe you are. I don't know what else can be going on in people's lives. <laughs> I'm not in y'all's lives. I don't know what's going on in your lives. So I'm going to stop guessing. <laughs> what I will say is that that first weekend you have an opportunity to maybe start making some moves. And then on Sunday the 6th, we're going to have another conjunction with the moon, but this time with Neptune, which is our dreamy state, possibly illusions that are happening. It, it might be a day that your illusions are thriving. So it's funny how those two days are kind of opposites in that weekend. It's going to be a, a maybe a bipolar weekend starting out in the month, which should be kind of interesting for fall. Mm. I feel like it totally can relate to the moon card as well, because it could also have a secondary meaning where you're downloading so much information at once that maybe it's confusing or overwhelming and you don't really know how to process that and how to apply that in your everyday life. That's also a symbol like Neptune. It could be like the planet of illusion. Maybe sometimes we need to gather more information or don't act on things immediately. Take some time to kind of gather the information, sit with it for a while, figure out your role in it, how it's going to play out and then make the action because we may not have all the information available to us at once. It may require an entire lunar cycle in order for us to see it all. Gathering information is actually another association to Mercury that I'm not too sure how often it gets spoken about. Mercury is usually associated to communication. But when you think about communication, most of what we're communicating is information that's being processed. So Mercury has a great influence on processing information and then relaying it back. And again, with all these transitions from the passing of the baton, like I had mentioned earlier, this air playfulness, you know, creative, inventive energy that we've been having is now deeper need for intellectual stimulation in a kind of mysterious of a ways. And, and Mercury going into Scorpio right on the third as well. That's a major shift for what's going to be leading us forward with information. We're processing information. We're talking to each other. We're learning new things. We're trying to take into mind what fits, what doesn't, what resonates. What do I like? What do I believe in? Oh, wow, this is cool. And so much <laughs> new energy and information coming in with that very deep seeking of desire for knowledge in some cases. So speaking of Scorpio, we have Venus joining the Scorpio party on Tuesday the 8th. We're going to have just that power of Scorpio kind of underneath Mm -hmm. the energy of Libra that's going to be going on. So Libra season very tends to be very social. Of course, we end the month with Halloween, but leading up to Halloween, there's pumpkin patches and candle making and, <laughs> I don't know, wreath making if you're really ahead of Christmas. <laughs> People seem to be celebrating Christmas really early these days. Is it just me? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that spirit's really jolly. Also, Jupiter's in Sagittarius still, so legit, this might be the year that people start celebrating Christmas super early. But back to Scorpio, it's powerful having both of those planets together under the skin of Libra season. So even though you're going to possibly feel pulled to go do all the social things, there's also this deep need for self-care, mm -hmm. which is actually the monthly focus in the affirmation destination community. And I think that ties into a lot of the themes that we're seeing as well mm. with balance, especially because you can go out and do all the things, but you're not going to be successful in doing all the things or feeling fulfilled by them. If you're not taking intentional time to make sure that your cup is full. Mm. And interestingly enough, sometimes when you're feeling early vibes of the next sign to come and when you look at the planets and how they tend to shift to that next sign first, 
you know, the sun remains in, in the previous sign for a little bit of time playing catch up. Mm -hmm. And so it's like your conscious self is feeling very social, like you were saying, and very creative and very curious of just gaining intellectual experiences. And then that water energy coming in afterwards, that Scorpio energy is underlying it all. We're feeling it in Venus. We're feeling it in Mercury. We're going into this introspective, nice, mysterious phase of ourselves and feeling both of those things at the same time simultaneously. And all of this is building up to that full moon in Aries, which is fire, the opposite sign of Libra. And that is going to be happening on Sunday, the 13th of October. What do you think about that energy, Andreas? There's a big connection with that fire, that water and that air. Having experienced so much earthiness in the month of September and then October being a blend of all those three energies. I think a lot of the highlights of the month also end up pointing to ruling planets for those specific signs also having major aspects. Mm. So Pluto and then Mars in there and then Venus in there, there's that connection to Aries. There's that connection to Libra. And then there's that connection to Scorpio. And those three energies are the three missing elements of what had been felt before this. And so that blend there, I think, brings up a good variety of experiences to come. Beautifully put. <laughs> I wanted to talk about the polarity and the challenges that come about full moons because full moons happen every month. And every time a full moon happens, it's happening in the opposite sign of where the sun is sitting. So because we're in Libra, you know, that full moon on that day is going to be in Aries. And that connection between Aries and Libra is a very interesting one when we think about the time of the year and this ability to be social. Libra represents connection. Libra represents relationship, the other, the relationship that we have to our friends, to our lovers, to our partners, to our coworkers. And Aries represents the self and kind of knowing what needs to be done to be assertive and to be able to go forward with knowing what's needed for yourself because who better than yourself to know what you need to work on right now. So that right there brings up a lot of time to reflect while also preparing ourselves for the depths of what fall is going to bring towards the end of the month with that transition into Scorpio. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes me think of the moon card, right? Because when you look at the Rider Waite moon card, there's a picture of a wolf and a dog. And from my understanding of that card, it has to do with forces of good and evil, sometimes having the difficulty of knowing the difference between the two and there being that spiritual awakeness or becoming more awakened to your spiritual side, mm. which feels like a Scorpio energy to me. Yeah. When you think about that good and the evil, what is that birth? I think that birth's just presence. That kind of blends back into the false narrative type stuff as well. The narratives that we choose to frame our lives around. It's very much the moon, too. If you're going to see these subconscious patterns rising up, how are you going to look at them? And how are you going to choose to frame it in such a way that's going to create the stability of the force for you to have something to hold on to while also giving you the courage to stand your own ground and know what you will and will not allow for yourself, whether that being like your own self-defeating thoughts or the way you build yourself up in the world to show up in that way consistently. Yeah, we're in a chapter of a continuation of being courageous. And I want to backtrack to something I said earlier about uh, that first weekend on the 5th and the 6th, when we do have the moon forming conjunctions with Saturn and Neptune. I said it was an opportunity for hard work, but I think when people hear hard work and they hear the word action, they think that they have to go do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to actually 
physically go do things. A lot of the work that I think we're being faced with this month is very spiritual. Mm. So the work that you're doing is on the inside still. You can't fill your calendar like Libra season wants you to and have that give you the results that your soul wants. Mm. You have to do the internal work as well, which is where the beauty of balance comes in and the need for ongoing self-care. I feel like that also goes back to that four pentacles again, because it's about bringing it home, creating that structure for yourself and uh, the moon being about these subconscious patterns. So again, that is that deep work, looking at that, framing that. Deep patterns, all 12 of the signs represent a combination and a blend of things that represent the self and other. And that's why mm. each sign has its own opposing sign. And so I think throughout the months, throughout the years, throughout the seasons, we subconsciously pick up on this innate knowing of this idea of self and other. And each dynamic of each month represented by the sun and the moon give you a little bit of insight on a different feeling that still goes back to this wanting to understand more of how to take care of the self so that you can be more selfless when taking care of others so that you can show up more authentically for other people because you're showing up for yourself as best as you can or at least that's what we're trying to work towards even maybe on a subconscious level absolutely and uranus is currently retrograde and recently so and we have you're talking a lot about polarity we have a lot of oppositions happening with Uranus this month while it's retrograde. So we have an opposition happening on the 12th with Venus. We also earlier in the month have an opposition happening with Mercury and both of those signs heading into Scorpio. That's a Scorpio energy tangoing with the energy of Uranus. And that is a marriage of transformation with Pluto having gone direct at the beginning of the month. So those false narratives that maybe have been coming up in your life, I don't think that you're at a point in your life, regardless of what your sign is, sun sign, moon sign, rising sign, whatever. We're all collectively in a place where those false narratives have come to our senses and whether we're acknowledging them or working on them or not, like they're there and we know that they're there. So now we have this opportunity to start doing the internal work that has to be done before we hit Scorpio season, which will be, of course, about transformation. What a perfect way to lead yourself up to that, too. Libra representing the seeking out of harmony and balance and Scorpio just being a time of the time of the year specifically where you're almost preparing for for hibernation. You know, winter's not quite there yet, but Scorpio and that energy of fall and autumn is here. And a lot of the associations to Scorpio can be death and rebirth and knowing that those things don't necessarily have to have a negative or a scary connotation to it because with each death there is a rebirth and there is a rising of some sort where you have an opportunity to reclaim your strength to reclaim integrity um, and to have used and put to work all the things that you seeked out in that time of seeking out balance and harmony mm. it's funny because we're in libra season but a lot of this podcast is about scorpio energy <laughs> and I think that just speaks to how strong the Scorpio energy already is in October. And the sun is going to enter Scorpio on the 23rd, which is exactly a month after the fall equinox mm. took place. So I think that's a great opportunity for us to assess what is the harvest that we had last month. And not just to look for material things like I acquired a new car or a new physical item or 
even, you know, a relationship. It's not about checking off the boxes so much as I do think it is a spiritual internal. So it's like, what false narrative did you unearth? And whether or not you've, you know, fixed that, I don't think that's relevant. I think it's about have you unearthed it and can you just celebrate the fact that you are aware of things that do need to change so that you can start making the transitions to do the work. Mm, which is like perfect setting you up for the new moon in Scorpio. It's just about new beginnings and focusing on resources. Definitely. Oh, yeah. New moon. All that, uh, all that energy entering in towards the end of the month. And again, this is just that theme of endings being new beginnings and they just tend to happen towards the end of the month. So you're enjoying the energies that you're currently experiencing, knowing what's coming ahead and it's a new beginning. Absolutely. Scorpio is also a very resourceful sign as well. It becomes a very strategic energy where it can be perceived as mysterious, but because there's a lot of personal interaction going on with how to go about certain things, you know, approaching things with some sort of a plan in mind, I guess, or some sort of strategy that you think might help you to get where you want to go. So uh, with that resourcefulness that you have, tying into the opportunity of, of engaging with that right at the new moon is a great time to be tactful and to be skillful in knowing that a lot of things can very well be that much more effective when you are able to internalize it and sit with it long enough to know that it is something that you desire and you start to realize what it is that you want to go for and go after. You do that through the practice of being tactful. Yeah, and on that same day, on the 27th of October, where we have that new moon in Scorpio happening, we have yet another opposition happening with Uranus. This time it's with the moon, which is the new moon. That's a very powerful time. With oppositions, you're given an opportunity to look across the aisle at, okay, this is where I am. That's where I'm going or where I want to be going. And how the fuck am I going to get there? (laughs) (laughs) And what does that look like? Do I need to build a bridge? Do I need to get a boat? Do I need to learn how to fly? Do I need to put the fires out? (laughs) What has to be let go of and what inside of me needs to be brought to light? And that's also that Pluto direct energy, your deepest desires, maybe some of your secrets that maybe you didn't even know that they were secrets. There may be their pieces of you that would shine if you just let them come out into the light and you have you've been dimming them. Mm. And now suddenly you're going, oh, hey, you know what? I'm going to start a fucking podcast. <laughs> 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 or I'm going to go join that band or I'm going to do that Zumba class that I've been talking about. Whatever it is that's feeding your soul. And that's, of course, what this podcast is about. It's about soul food. Mm. It's about what is soul filling for you. And a new moon is a perfect opportunity to go, what seed must be planted in order for me to have the harvest that I want? And I always say it's a great idea to backwards plan. Where do you want to be? Go from there. And that's going to sound a lot like our (laughs) false narratives episode. If you haven't listened to that, you absolutely should. Because it's very relevant to the energies that we're experiencing here in October. I feel like I've been seeing a good sense of reflection in my environment and through my interactions with new people, with friends, this natural shift that has been happening where energetically so many people are starting to let go of this energy that seeks perfection. You know, Mm, it's like Virgo, it's like letting go of this idea and just like really realizing like the most perfect that you can be is just 
in the simple presence of your acknowledgement of what you're going through and noticing like, okay, I'm here and maybe that's not where I want to be, but I can do these little steps to get to that place eventually. And if I don't get there, that's cool because I'm sure by then something else might present itself. Mm. This detachment, this letting go of carrying around an idea for too long is almost outdated. You can put ideas out there, but at the same time, you know that the real work goes into every step that you take to possibly want to get there. You know, what's better than perfect is done. Hmm. What's better than perfect is is do, is act, is be. Mm. There's a strong presence of acceptance that I'm seeing coming into people's lives where they're, and even just using myself as an example, it's shocking for how much mutable signs are in my natal chart because my primal triad, which is sun sign, Sagittarius, moon sign, Pisces, and rising Gemini, those are all mutable. And what that means is that they're all very adaptable. And yet, despite how naturally adaptable I am, bitch has a hard time with change. (laughs) (laughs) And I can really resist it even when I know it's good for me. But the energy that's been coming into my life and I'm seeing it kind of ripple through friends is this awakening that acceptance makes life easier Mm. so even if you hate it if you can accept it an example that i have recently is i was running late to work my boss is a fucking angel shout out to galen if you're listening right now i love you you're amazing and i had this moment in the morning and i was like kind of starting to like hustle my ass i knew i was going to be late and i just had this aha moment where it was like I could get my feathers all ruffled up, hustling my ass all around my house, trying to get ready and then get in a car wreck or something horrible on the way to work because I'm hustling. Or I could just (sighs) take a big fucking breath. I was going to say hit of weed. (laughs) 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 I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, you could do that too, whatever floats your boat. But take a big breath and just accept. And that's what I did. And that's not my thing. I was like, yo, inner self, what's up, bitch? (laughs) I accept you. I accept that you're late. That's okay. And I got to work and guess what? He fucking fired me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 He did not fire me. (laughs) He's like going to fire me now. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) I'm just making sure you guys are still listening. Thank you for paying attention. Pay attention. That's been coming up a lot. Pay attention. I feel like I'm in the position of trying to connect to guides still. We can do a whole episode on that. I'm not there yet. But pay attention has been coming up a lot. And that's mm. why I probably have said it like five times during this podcast. And I don't know if that's just a soul message for me or if I'm meant to share it. You're meant to share it because that's seven of rods. That's almost about sitting with it, with the information and then deciphering how you're going to apply that. And the four of pentacles is is holding the cards in your hands, right? He's got two under his feet and then one pentacle in his lap and one on top of his head. And he's just holding on to all of them or she, whatever. Yeah. And paying attention to what you already have. And that kind of lends itself to gratitude. And I don't know about you guys, but on social media, I'm seeing so much gratitude posts, like Mm -hmm. crazy. I've seen people doing like 365 days gratitude challenges. Mm. I've never seen that before. I think that's a collective awakening to the fact that gratitude and acceptance and all of those things intertwined Mm. get you places much further than resistance and with uranus being retrograde i think that's part of what that transit is supposed to teach us Mm. collectively 
I can feel that. I can feel that. It's funny that you had mentioned the acceptance piece because I've kind of been going through that as well. It was probably one of the major things that I got from the harvest is that I'm okay with sitting with the fact that I may not be where I want to be, but I've accepted it. I could almost enjoy it. It makes it enjoyable to be in the process where I'm at right now. It diffuses everything and keeps me motivated to keep moving forward by not getting so frustrated with what is. That was rich. I'm just going to like flip it up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking delicious. Can I have some more? <laughs> Seconds, please. That's what people told me about our last episode. And that's why we're back with this other episode. It's because yeah. people wanted seconds. Mm. And second chances are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uranus, too. I was just thinking about while you guys were talking about that is new aged telecommunications and and being able to communicate with each other in that very aquarian like way Mm. and especially with something like social media or the internet and just how far we've gone to be able to communicate with thousands of people all over the world it's like there is now this open portal of exchanged ideas of resonance of maybe things not resonating either but you think about something like social media and, and for me i've never been one to be big on social media i've started getting better at it now Uh, But every time I'm writing a wave of my own thoughts and I'm thinking certain things or I'm feeling certain energies, I'll just scroll through my feed and I'm like, whoa, there's like a thousand people literally thinking the same thing as I am right now. And there's all these people that are having similar energies and processing things in very similar ways. And so I'll just see quotes or I'll just repost and I'm like, wow, I just had this conversation with my friend earlier today. Yeah. And there's I think there's two different ways to react to that. Right. Which is. That was my idea. I had that idea first and (laughs) I posted about that first and the reality, which is the other option, which is, in my opinion, the better option Mm. is it's an invitation to collaborate. Oh, wow. This person posted that. That's exactly what I was feeling, how I'm experiencing this chapter in my life. How interesting that there's an alignment there and how beautiful is that and how fucking Libra is that balance (laughs) between those things. And speaking of balance and Uranus with Uranus retrograde going on and all these oppositions happening to Uranus this month, collectively, we're being invited to take a look into the mirror. And since we're in the bulk of October, we're in Libra season that mirror actually is probably going to look like other people. Mm. So you're going to be coming up against social media posts that as you're reading them, you're like, Oh my God, did they read my diary? (laughs) Right. (laughs) This is getting awkward or embracing it, you know? And then that's an invitation to text that person and be like, Hey, I really appreciated your vulnerability and what you posted and shared the other day. And I just wanted to text you and let you know that that resonated with me. And I feel that way too, because you never know where someone's at and acknowledging that they're not alone in that feeling could be the bridge that helps them heal. Mm. We're all part of each other's stories. And that's why we have to tackle these false narratives that we carry. Because if we're carrying false narratives about ourselves, we're projecting them and other people pick up on them and then they're not seeing who we really are. Mm. And if you're not showing people who you really are, you're robbing both of you. There's a great reassurance in reflection and for there to be a meaningful reflection, it requires a certain level of vulnerability and to be able to step into that space of collaborative or maybe even to co-create harmony, you know, and we can take reflections for what they are and, and almost just take the color out of things and paint our own paintings with them. But with ourselves, we are more or less 
looking for ways to connect and to be able to have reassurance with what we're thinking. Whether we're thinking, hey, I want to sign. I don't know. Is this a good vibe? Is this not? Things will come up. And however you choose to take that reflection can allow you to redefine those narratives that maybe you have put on yourself. And instead of getting defensive about it, it's a good time to get curious. When we choose curiosity, we open ourselves up to opportunity and the reality of all the change that's happening from Virgo season to now being in Libra season, end of the month, heading into Scorpio season, is that courage isn't often comfortable. Mm. It just doesn't. No. And if you're comfortable, you should change that. <laughs> if you're <laughs> sitting there and you're really, really comfortable right now and you're like, damn, things are going good. I'm feeling real comfortable. Been living here a long time had all the same friends for a long time. That's fucking great. Also, there's beauty in switching things up. Mm-hmm. And you do need to challenge yourself in order to grow. Yeah, And fear is a precursor to courage because the fear is what brings it to your attention that you have to step up to the plate to bring it. Feel the fear. Do it anyways. Feel the fear. Do it anyways. <laughs> I always say, allow yourself to start to feel comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. Ooh. Mm, I love that. Because why not? (laughs) Oh, and that makes me think of the Uranus uh, proverb. Choose change before change chooses you. Mm. And isn't that a bitch? (laughs) Well, because when it does, (laughs) you know, that's your uh, that's going to be that push that you were looking for. That's the tower right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So wrapping up at the end of the month, of course, we have that Newman and Scorpio. So it's this huge opportunity for a focus on what do I have, taking inventory, taking stock, what seeds do I want to plant? And then that very last day of the month, of course, is all of, I think, <laughs> this might My be an favorite. our favorite <laughs> holidays. Yeah, is that a fair assumption? I yeah. think it is. Yay, yeah. It should be everyone's. <laughs> uh, boo, love it. So on that last day of the month, we have the moon forming a conjunction with Jupiter, which is always great. Jupiter is all about abundance and expansion and conjuncting with the moon. Those two are moving together through the energy of the day. So you might have, honestly, you might have more energy during the day, which is great because hopefully you're going to be out all night having a great time. I think that's a Thursday this year. So Mm. maybe you won't be out all night, but you can call in sick on Friday. (laughs) We won't tell anybody. Uh, But we also have Mercury stationing retrograde on the very last day of the month. Wow, yeah. That's going to be a, a nice lengthy time frame there for retrograde after that day in the sign of Scorpio, right? Absolutely. I think it'll be a very reminiscent review period for what happened over the summer. Mm-hmm. And maybe with all this talk of change, giving yourself credit for the changes that you made, even the ones that people can't hear or see mm. because you could feel them. And that that's good enough. Yeah. Scorpio is that, again, you know, investigative, tactful, skillful, mysterious detective. Right. So Mercury going into retrograde in that sign and think it's going to be in many ways seemingly chaotic, but actually very helpful. Again, Mercury being that planet responsible for information, not just communication. We only communicate as much as we can actually maintain in our heads as information and we're relaying information and sometimes we're changing information around you know you might have believed something for so long and one day wake up and think wait 
where did this thought even come from? I don't even know if I really resonate with that. And that's okay. Drop it. This is that time to do that investigative work on your own inner thoughts, your beliefs, and then how you actually want to portray yourself in this new way. The way that you present yourself and relay that new information is completely up to you. On that note, if you guys are curious about what Mercury Retrograde is going to look like for you in November, sounds like you need to listen to our next episode when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. We'll be here. Thank you.